Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Fried Green Tomatoes. Today in episode nine, we are going to discuss pests in more detail. Um, if you haven't had a chance to check out our other episodes, please do. There's lots of information there. Uh, once again, I'm Lauren and joining me is my friend David. Hello, everybody. So um, what are some common pests? Let's see here. So um the term pests, when you're talking about how it relates to a cannabis plant, can mean a few things. Um, like the most common thing you're going to think of when somebody says like pests or, you know, insects, bugs, um, things like that on the plant that you can physically see. But there's a lot of other things, too, that can affect the plants, like, you know, actual viruses, just like humans get, um, bacteria, uh, fungus, things of that nature. So all of those are general terms. When we are talking about pests, all of those things are going to be lumped together and how to deal with a lot of those problems um, are also lumped together as well. Okay. And what will pests do to your plants? Well, um, most of the pests that we're going to talk about today, if you don't catch them quickly and deal with them correctly, they can be devastating, right? Like they could, they have the potential to wipe out your entire crop um, if they're not you know, identified quickly and dealt with um, because, you know, they can get inside your grow tent. If we're talking about insects, you know, they, they thrive in that environment. Any environment that's good for a plant is also good for the pests that feed on the plants. So they're going to thrive and rapidly grow. Um, and as they grow, the damage that they do to your plants is going to be more and more. So usually if you're talking about insects, they're going to actually feed on the, the biomass of the plant itself. Mm -hmm. uh, meaning they're just going to like chew on it and like literally eat it completely and, and kill it. Um, or they're going to secrete something onto your crop that that's going to damage it and make it um, not good for consumption um, by promoting, uh, promoting not only fungal growth, um, but also diseases into the plant itself. Okay. And how do you identify the pests? So generally, um, what I do, so that they have this um, two-sided tape in most uh, garden stores, like your, your local mom and pop shop. It's going to be yellow or blue. Um, it's tape, like I said, two-sided. Um, so what I do whenever I have a grow going on is I take some of that tape, probably about like a, uh, I would say five inch by five inch square of it and just put it at the bottom of the plant. Um, rip off the tape on one side so one side is sticky, the other side isn't, and then just leave it there. And the tape, um, the tape is not a method for dealing with the pest itself. The tape will allow you to catch some of them so that you can identify the type of pest that you're dealing with so that you can react accordingly and not treat the wrong thing and then end up uh, your plants dying anyway because you, you treated the wrong thing. Right. Um, so typically what I'll do, most people will already have a jeweler's loop on hand um, so that they can check their trichomes and their plants and flower to make sure that they're moving along correctly in the budding process. So you take that tape, you catch one of the insects, and then you use your jeweler's loop or whatever handheld lens you're using or, or magnifying equipment to zoom in on the bug to see what it is. Um, once you know what the pest looks like, then you can look it up online, see what kind of a pest it is and what kind of treatments are associated with that particular pest. So that's the general process that you're going to go through to 
attack all of these problems that we're going to talk about today. It's just the the very last step of how you treat for those specific pests that are going to vary. Okay. Uh, give me a second here. No problem. Okay, so another important way to identify pests in your plant is going to be um, damage on the plant itself. Um, usually the first signs that you'll have of any type of infestation um, is going to be um, actual damage on the leaves themselves, not the insects, because they're so small and they tend to hide um, from you on purpose, right? So they're going to hide on the underside of the leaves, things like that. So it's unlikely unless you are looking for them on a regular basis that you're going to just see them um, crawling around on the leaf itself. Mm -hmm. um, this damage usually is going to present itself in spots on the plant, whether it be um, white spots or dark spots. Um, in the case of fungus, it's just going to be little fuzzy patches. Um, you know, you should be inspecting your plant on a regular basis anyway. So if you see something that's not normal, um, that you haven't seen for the last however many weeks that you've been looking at your leaves, then um, it may be worth taking a look under under the uh, magnification and seeing what you're actually dealing with. But you also need to be aware that it's not always going to be a fully grown insect. Sometimes you're going to find um, eggs or larvae on the underside of the leaves or, or at the nodes. So you're going to need to be able to identify the insect uh, using the tape once you find those. Right. And what are some common insects to look out for? Um, there's a few that are pretty common. So we'll start with thrips. So thrips are like these um, tiny, skinny, um, elongated fly looking things, right? Mm -hmm. um, so the way that you're going to treat for those is that you're going to um, get some Dawn dish soap. Um, or some insecticidal soap or whatever you want to use on your plants. And you're going to put it in a spray bottle and you're going to gently spray your your tops and the bottoms of your leaves um, and thoroughly. Make sure you get the stems, all of it. Then you're going to leave that soap on for about 30 minutes. And then you're going to do the same thing with lukewarm water. You're just going to spray down the plant with uh, the water to remove that dish soap or insecticidal soap or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. Another common one that you're going to see is uh, gnats. So most people know what gnats look like, but they're tiny little small winged annoying insects, right? So they're going to be flying all around the plant. A good way to tell, uh, you can walk up to your plant, you can just shake it, like not, not vigorously or anything, but, you know, give it just a little shake and then look at the uh -huh. air around the plant and see if anything um, takes flight and comes off the plant. And if so, um, if you don't already have a piece of tape down there, you definitely need to get it down there. But that's one way, one easy way to identify the flying insects pretty quickly. And once you see one or two flying around, then you need to start examining the bottom of the leaves and looking for larvae or seeds or whatever it is. But um, to, to deal with gnats specifically, the best way to do that is you're going to just get like a, a saucer, put two or three drops of um, liquid dish soap in a cup of white vinegar mm -hmm. and that will attract all the gnats to it and they'll land in it and they'll die. Um, and then, you know, 
keep repeating the process till there are no more gnats, and then that's that's how you deal with that. Okay. Another one that's common, depending on your region, the next two are more region specific, but for people who deal with these, both of these can be pretty serious infestations if they're not caught quickly. So there's aphids and there's spider mites. Aphids are like these tiny little bugs that crawl around and, and literally suck the sap out of your tree um, and kill it that way. So the only way to really treat these is insecticides, right? So you have two options. You can either go the chemical route um, or you can go the natural route. Mm -hmm. There's obviously tons of insecticidal soaps and sprays out there on the market that you can get at any gardening supply shop to spray all over your plant. Um, alternatively, you can use neem oil, which is a naturally occurring insecticidal from the need, the neem plant. Excuse mm -hmm. me. Um, so it acts just like a normal insecticide, but it's natural. Um, and the reason you know, there's a lot of debate about this, but you need to you need to have this substance, whatever it is, whether it be neem oil or insecticidal soap or whatever, it has to directly touch aphids to kill them. It can't just, you can't just spray it on the plant and hope that they go away. You have to actually spray the insects themselves with it. The problem okay. with that is that whenever you're treating something that you're going to ingest um, with a chemical, you need to be very careful of what chemicals you're putting on the plant. Because if you're going to be later eating this or smoking it or whatever, and you're putting some sort of chemicals on there that you're not really sure what they're going to do, you, you could cause some serious um, health ramifications by doing that. Right. Um, so you just have to keep that in mind. Know what you're putting on your plant. Know how to clean your plant off properly. Um, there's a lot of documentation out there online. I highly suggest um, looking it up. But just especially um, if you're in the flowering stage and you get a breakout, just be very, very careful of how you treat it. Um, if you use an insecticidal soap or spray during the flower process, those buds, I wouldn't smoke them. And I wouldn't recommend anyone else smoke them either. So that's yeah. something to keep in mind when you're talking about treating um, these insects and, and how sometimes it's better to just accept the loss and move on than it is to take the risk of ingesting chemicals, right? Right. So the last one we're going to talk about uh, is spider mites. And spider mites are an arachnid, so they're... A, you know, they're in the spider family. And what they're going to do is they're literally going to create little webs um, from the leaves to your buds and, and back and forth and all over. And it'll end up, you know, just looking like it's covered in a giant spider web. And while they do that, they'll just be eating and feeding off your plant. So this one is kind of the same deal. You, you need to, in order to get rid of a spider mite fest infestation, you, um, you mix alcohol and water. Um, and you, you spray the spider mites with that, and this will kill all the, the visible ones, right? Mm -hmm. Then dilute one cup of alcohol into 30 ounces of water, put it in a spray bottle, spray all over the entire plant, and then um, give it a few minutes, and then go back and then gently wipe off the plant with a paper towel. And then after a little bit of time goes by, spray it down with water, and then repeat this process over and over again. Okay. But the common theme with all of these, um, all of these insects is that they're they're going to be attacking the leaves. 
Um, so you'll see leaf damage on all of them, and the leaf damage is specific to the type of insect or pest that you're dealing with. So as soon as you um, see something like this, you could probably look it up online. Um, like thrips, for example, they, they dig like this trench along the leaf, and you'll be able to see it. It'll end up being like, you know, an inch or two long of just like a little a little trail. Looks like somebody's just eating a, a trail into the leaf. So it's things like that that you learn. Once you see them once, you'll know how to deal with them. Um, but they all have similar signs, and they all show those signs in the same places. Okay. But um, you have to keep in mind these things can live. Um, they can live in water runoff. If you leave water runoff in, in your trays um, and the saucers that your plants are sitting in, they can live in the soil itself, um, and they can live on the plant. So you have to be mindful of all of those things and keep them clean um, and inspect them on a regular basis to make sure that you don't get an infestation. Right. That makes sense. So what needs to be done in order to prevent the pests? So rule number one, when you're trying to um, prevent an infestation because the best the best method for um, you know getting rid of an infestation is for there never to be one at all so prevention is going to be um, the number one priority and should always be top of mind uh, before there's a problem because once you have an infestation of some sort of insect it is going to be very very difficult to get rid of it um, same goes for a fungus usually if you have mold growing on your plants um, it's better to just take the loss and destroy the parts of the plant that have mold on it and stop it from spreading that way, as opposed to actually treating something on the plant itself. Right. But with that in mind, you know, we're just going to talk about some some prevention steps. So the room or the area um, that you're growing your plants in, keeping that clean is huge. Um, any dead plant material or leaves that have fallen off or whatever that fall to the floor or, you know, you spill some soil or whatever. I mean, it, it happens, right? You're going to mess some stuff up. But leaving that stuff there is what attracts the insects. Mm -hmm. So if you have leaves all over your floor and, you know, decomposing plant material, the likelihood of you getting an infestation is significantly higher. Um, another thing that you need to keep in mind is your airflow. So uh, do you have air filters, fans, exhaust fans, dehumidifiers, humidifiers? Do you have all of that equipment in there um, balancing out your environment? Because, you know, like we said, it's not just insects that are potential threats, right? There's fungus and other things, too, that if your environment numbers get a little bit out of whack, you're going to start dealing with that pest as well. So... Make sure everything's clean. Make sure you have very, very good air circulation. Watch your relative humidity and your temperature at all times. Um, also check your trays that you're collecting your runoff water. Uh, you need to clean those on a regular basis. Um, constant monitoring of the plants is also really, really important. You have to catch these things early. If you catch them you know, after they're already a full-blown infestation, it's a much, much bigger problem. Um, when their numbers are small, as long as you can start taking care of it at that phase, you're usually in a good spot. Um, another thing is is just the fundamentals. Make sure you're not overwatering your plants. If, you, if your soil is too damp on a consistent basis, you're making a prime environment for gnats and other insects to move into your soil. 
um, and there's also defoliation of very bushy plants. I mean, this is something that we talked about in the last episode, um, why defoliation is important uh, because dense canopies are also really, really good environments for insects, and that's what we're trying to avoid. Right. So what should we do when we find the pests? Right. So let's say all your preventative measures have failed, right? And then you still find pests because it's going to happen sooner or later. It's just a matter of when, especially depending on your grow location. Um, if your grow location is four stories up and it's nowhere close to ground level, it's much, much less likely that you're going to have an infestation, but sooner or later it's still going to happen. So the first thing to do when you find a pest is um, act as soon as possible. This is not something that you can uh, let fester for a week or, or a few days even, right? As soon as you see pests, you need to act quickly and appropriately depending on the type of pest. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you've found the pests and you have treated for them, you're going to need to monitor your, monitor your plants um, on a regular, consistent basis moving forward for the entire rest of the grow. You're going to need to manage the, the pest population and, and slowly beat it over time. There isn't going to be a quick one-day fix for an infestation. Um, another um, possibility is that if some plants are infected and others are not, isolate the ones that are. Um, move them out of your grow room, um, depending on the type of pest that you're dealing with. Because as I said, sometimes it's just easier um, and more effective to accept the loss um, that the pest is is going to consume or kill the entire plant anyway. And, you know, you don't want it spreading to your healthy ones. Right. Another option is neem oil. Um, you know, we talked about this earlier, but it's a naturally occurring pesticide. Um, and, a lot of growers have used it and gotten some good results from it. So um, before you accept a complete loss and throw away the plant, you might want to try out some neem oil and see if you can get rid of the infestations. But again, it also depends on what stage uh, the plant's in. If it's uh, I don't know, about to flower and you're not going to be able to get rid of the infestation by the time you know, it's time to harvest, then you might just have to accept that. Right. And are all insects bad? All insects are not bad. Some insects are actually really good. So this is also another method um, to deal with some pests, which a lot of people don't understand, is that if there is an insect population that's giving you problems, you can always just introduce a natural predator into your environment that hunts those insects. Mm -hmm. So... For example, ladybugs are really, really good at this um, because they're natural predators, predators of pests, insects. So if you have aphids, mites, um, and the like, right, you can literally just purchase a bunch of ladybugs and put them in your grow space. Um, and then they will stay there and they will end up consuming the infestation. And then you'll just have ladybugs all over your, your uh, plants. Um, mm -hmm. And it's, not, it's also not all insects, right? So earthworms, right? If you find worms in your soil, um, you know, leave them there. So they, worms provide not only aeration in the soil, which is very, very important, but they also provide natural worm castings, which are a type of fertilizer for the root system. So you don't want to get rid of all insects, just bat worms, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, fungus is very much the same way. So 
there's something called mycorrhizal fungal, uh, mycorrhizal fungus, um, and this is a symbiotic relationship between fungus and a plant. So what's going to happen is this fungus is going to spread out like a root system and then provide a way for the root the roots of the real plant to plug into this fungus and then start getting fed from the fungus. And then the plant in turns starts feeding the fungus. So they start feeding each other and then you can pull your plant out and a sapling can be put in the place of where your plant was. And that sapling can also plug into that really built out root system. So you can have, you know, a small seedling of a plant that has the root system of a year old plant, which will just make the growth explode um, because of its relationship with this fungus. So you need to understand what kind of funguses you have and don't have, what kind of pests you do and don't have, and make sure one, that they're bad, and two, if they are bad, the proper method for treating that specific pest. This is really, really well documented online, and that would be um, my immediate steps. First, I would, um, you know, identify what the pest was using tape um, and magnifying glass, and then I would immediately look it up online um, and follow a strict, strict regimen, and then just be very, very vigilant over your plants um, so that you don't lose your, your hard work, right, because you're talking about that's a, that's a lot of hours put into getting a plant from seedling to harvest. Right. But yeah, I would say that's pretty much um, that pretty much wraps it up unless uh, we have any questions that you wanted to ask. No, I mean, I think that's good. Um, that was a lot of great information on pests. Um, I know in the next episode, we are going to go over cloning in more detail. Um, if you guys have any questions about anything that we've discussed so far, or if there's something you would like us to discuss in the future, please reach out to us via email at vafriedgreentomatoes at gmail.com. You can message us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And we look forward to the next time. Thanks. Thank you, everybody.